0: Leviticus chapter number one, and the title of my message is It's Not the Size, But the Sort. Leviticus chapter number one, and we will read in verse one. The Bible says, And the Lord called unto Moses and spake unto him out of the tabernacle of the congregation, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them, If any man of you bring an offering unto the Lord, ye shall bring your offering of the cattle even of the herd and of the flock if his offering be a burnt sacrifice of the herd let him offer a male without blemish he shall offer it of his own voluntary will at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation of uh, before the lord if you will for the sake of time please skip with me down to verse Number nine, but his inwards and his legs shall he wash in water and the priest shall burn all on the altar to be a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire of a sweet savor unto the Lord. Verse 10, and if his offering be of the flocks, namely of the sheep or of the goats for a burnt sacrifice, he shall bring it a male without blemish. If you will, let's skip again down to verse number 13. But he shall wash the inwards and the legs with water, and the priest shall bring it all and burn it upon the altar. It is a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire of a sweet savor unto the Lord. Verse 14. And if the burnt sacrifice for his offering to the Lord be of fowls, then he shall bring his offering of turtle doves or of young pigeons. And then let's skip down to verse 17. And he shall cleave it with the wings thereof, but shall not divide it asunder. And the priest shall burn it upon the altar, upon the wood that is upon the fire. It is a burnt sacrifice, an offering made by fire of a sweet savor unto the Lord. Let's bow our heads and pray together. Father, I do thank you for this day you've given us. And we rejoice in this day because you you have created this day. And God, you have given us life today. And because of that, we know that you have a plan and a purpose for our life. Lord, I'm thankful today that we matter, that we are part of your plan, that we are included in your purposes, God, in the earth. And we rejoice in that. And I ask Lord today that you would empty me of self, cleanse me of sin, fill me with your spirit. I pray you would set a seal upon my mouth that I would only say the things that ought to be said. I pray you bless those that are listening today under the sound of my voice. I pray God that you would move each of them a little closer to you, that you would reveal to each of them a little more for your call upon their life. And I pray that you would speak to us through the word of God today. We thank you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. We see here in Leviticus chapter number one, God has given Moses the different types of sacrifices to be made in Israel. And we see here in chapter one, the Bible speaks of the burnt offering, a Offering made unto the Lord. Uh, we see here that there are thanksgiving offerings, there are sin offerings, there are burnt offerings made unto the Lord. And different types of sacrifices were prescribed depending upon what was happening in the person's heart and life. Here we have the burnt offering being given unto the Lord. And each of these offerings, the Bible tells us, they were a sweet savor unto the Lord. They pleased the Lord. They honored the Lord. The Lord delighted in each of these offerings. Offerings made by fire. And we see here that God, uh, He did not leave anyone out of this prescribed sacrifice. No one has an excuse not to live a life that is a sweet savor unto the Lord, a life that God is pleased with. Every one of us, can offer our lives unto the Lord. Sometimes we fall into the trap of thinking that if we don't have what someone else has, that we cannot please the Lord. Many times we look at how much someone else has to offer, how much someone else has to give to the Lord, and we think that they can please God more than we can. And then also we can fall into the mindset of thinking that we have so much more to offer God than others, so therefore God must be more pleased with our offering. And both of those are wrong mindsets. I want you to know today that it's not the size of your offering. It's not the size of your giftedness. It's not the size of your influence. It's not the size of your ministry. It's not the size of your Sunday school class. It's not the size of your bus route. It's not the size of your congregation. It's not the size of your business. It's not the size of your family. It's not the size of your talents and giftedness. But it's the sort that is a sweet savor unto the Lord. We read this evening in the text that there are three different size offerings. We read in verse number uh, 3 that the burnt offering can be from the The herd. It can be a bull, a cow, if you will. That is a very large animal. And if you have a large animal to bring, don't bring anything less. Bring the best you have. Bring the offering that God has blessed you with to the Lord. So it speaks of the herd of the bullock. We also read um, in the text in chapter number 1, we read that if you don't have a bull to bring, then you can bring a goat or a sheep. This is a medium-sized animal. You don't have to have a bull, but if you have a sheep or a goat, if that is the size that you can bring as an offering unto the Lord, then bring the sheep or the goat. And then he goes on to say that if you don't have a bull to bring, or if you don't have a sheep or a goat to bring then you can bring, in verse number 14, a fowl, a turtle dove, or a young pigeon. This is a small offering. Each of these offerings are a different size. You have the bull, which is a large offering. This can picture those that have... Uh, a big offering to bring God. God has blessed each of us with different talents, different treasures, different abilities. Then we see here that God deals with a medium-sized animal, and that's for those that have a medium-sized offering to bring. Then He says, look, even if you only have a small dove, a small pigeon Bring that to the Lord. And we will see that all of these offerings that God's people can bring, each of them was accepted by God, blessed by God, recognized by God, and they please God. It's not the size of your offering that pleases God, but it is the sort of your offering that matters. God is not looking for big things or small things or medium-sized things. God wants you and I to bring the best we have. He wants the offering that you have to bring. We need to take our eyes off of what everyone else has or what everyone else does not have. We do not need to fall into the trap of comparing ourselves. With ourselves, We need to be who God made us to be. We need to operate where God has placed us to operate. We need to use the gifts that God has given to us, those spiritual gifts. We need to use those natural gifts that God has given us at birth. We need to be who God has made us to be. And God does not require any more than I can give, but He will not accept any less than what I can offer to Him. I want to encourage you today to offer your gifts, to offer your gifts. Talents, to offer your abilities to God and allow God to take your life. The Bible says that we should offer uh, our bodies unto the Lord as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable, pleasing unto God, which is your reasonable service. You don't have an excuse. Give God the best you have and that's all God will expect from you. Let me share with you, there are three observations that I make in Leviticus chapter number one that each of these offerings have in common that makes them acceptable to God, that makes them a sweet-smelling savor unto the Lord. I want you to see, first of all, it's not the size, but the sort of our offering. And here's number one, the sort is, is it is a considered Service. God does not want us to offer something that we have not considered. That word considered by definition means to arrive to a conclusion after careful thought. The Bible tells us in verse number 3, notice what the Bible says, "...if his offering be a burnt sacrifice of the herd..." "...let him offer a male without blemish, he shall offer it, listen to this, of his own voluntary will at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation before the Lord." We see here that one of the the requirements to have an offering that is a sweet-smelling savor unto the Lord, an offering that is accepted by God and pleasing to God, it must be offered of our own voluntary will. God does not want us to make an offering to Him of our lives against our will. He doesn't want us to do it because we have to do it or someone is making us do it or we know that we should do it. No. It must be offered. It must be considered. We must spend time and evaluate and examine and think. We must recognize how great God is. How good God is. That everything that is good in our lives, everything that is good about our lives, it is not because of us us, but it is because God has richly blessed us. God has richly favored us. God has invested into our lives. The Bible teaches in the New Testament in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse number 7. Notice what the Bible says. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart... So let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Paul tells those at Corinth that they do not need to give a sacrifice or to give an offering unto the Lord out of a, out of a begrudging spirit, or because there is a need. Brother and sister, God does not want us to offer him, something just because there's a need. No, the Bible says that we should purpose in our heart, that we should consider the need. we could should consider God. we should consider the gift that we're making and let us give as we have considered and purposed in our heart. why? Because God loves a cheerful, willing, voluntary gift. We see it doesn't matter the size of your offering, but it matters that you've considered it, that you have thought through it, that you have made an educational and intellectual and spiritual sacrifice unto the Lord because God only loves cheerful giving. If we offer God something and it's not given out of a considered heart, if it's not given out of a thought, mind, If it's not given out of a cheerful spirit, it will not be a sweet savor unto the Lord. We see here in Luke chapter number 14 and verse 27, the Bible says, And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me, "...cannot be my disciple for which of you, intending to build a tower, sitteth not down first, and counteth the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it." Or what king going to make war against another king sitteth not down first and consulteth whether he be able with 10,000 to meet him that cometh against him with 20,000? So likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. Let me just draw a point of application here. The Bible speaks many times of the importance that we evaluate and consider before we make a vow or an offering or a sacrifice unto the Lord. It doesn't matter if you bring a bull or a goat or sheep or a turtle dove or pigeon as long as you have considered what you're doing and what you're giving to God. We should never make an offering in a church service to God. We should never make an offering at the altar of God based upon an emotional move, an emotional surge, or to give out of contention. We should consider our sacrifice and consider our service and consider our offering that we make unto God. Secondly, I want you to see this. Not only is the sort, should it be a considered service, but number two, it is a clean service. Service. Notice what the Bible says in verse number 3 again. It says this, He must offer a male without blemish. Skip down with me to verse 10. And if his offering be of the flocks, namely of the sheep or of the goats, for a burnt sacrifice, he shall bring it a male without blemish. The sacrifice that is a sweet-smelling savor unto the Lord. The sort of sacrifice and the sort of service and the sort of offering that pleases God and God accepts and delights in and finds pleasure in is when we give a clean service they were to bring a bull, a sheep, a goat, a turtle dove, or a pigeon that was with, without deformity, without blemish, without spot. They were not to bring a lame sacrifice. They were not to bring a blind sacrifice. They were not to bring a sacrifice that was diseased. But they were to examine their flock. They were to examine their herd. They were to examine their fowl and they were to select the cleanest They were to select the best to bring to God. Listen very carefully. God is not interested in my leftovers. He is not interested in your leftovers. He does not want our leftover energy. He does not want our leftover time. He does not want our leftover finances. He does not want our leftover effort. Listen, brother and sister, we should give God. God our best. We should give God our first. We should give God the cream of the crop. We should give God the best that we have and then give the rest of our life what we have left over. We should not do our best for ourselves or our best for our families or our best for our jobs and then just give God whatever is left in the tank. No. God says I want a I want the best that you have to offer. In the book of Malachi chapter 1, notice the accusation and the condemnation that God has for Israel. They were offering sacrifices. They were bringing offerings to the Lord. But look what God says about their sacrifices and service. He says, Malachi 1 and 7 Ye offer polluted bread upon mine altar, and ye say, Wherein have we polluted thee? In that ye say, The table of the Lord is contemptible. And if ye offer the blind for sacrifice, is it not evil? And if ye offer the lame and sick, is it not evil? Offer it now unto thy governor. Will he be pleased with thee, or accept thy person, saith the Lord of hosts? And now I pray you beseech God that he will be gracious unto us. This this hath been by your means. Will he regard your person, saith the Lord, of host, We see that God tells Israel, Yes, you are going through the motions. Yes, you are checking off all the boxes. Yes, you outwardly are doing what uh, others recognize as a clean service. But I see that you're offering me leftovers. You're offering me what you do not want. Listen, God wants us to make a sacrifice and to offer Him the best of our lives. We should not give out of our abundance. We should give uh, until it costs something. Brother and sister, if you want to live a life and serve God in a way that pleases Him, in a way that honors Him, give God a clean sacrifice. Give God a, a, a sold out. Give Him the best That you have. Romans chapter number 12 and verse 1. He says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice. Watch this. Holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Paul tells those in Rome that God wants a holy sacrifice so that it may be acceptable with God we see it's not the size of the animal that they brought, but was it the best that they had? Were they giving God their best? Are you giving God your best? Number three, not only was this to be a considered service, and a clean service. But I want you to see thirdly, it was to be a committed service. Notice what the Bible says, And he shall kill the bullock before the Lord, and the priest, Aaron's son, shall bring the blood and sprinkle the blood round about upon the altar that is by the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. Look in verse 11, And he shall kill it, "...on the side of the altar northward before the Lord, and the priest Aaron's son shall sprinkle his blood round about upon the altar." And now look with me in verse 15. "...and the priest shall bring it unto the altar and wring off his head, and burn it on the altar, and the blood thereof shall be wrung out at the side of the altar." Did you notice what was common in each of those three verses? Each sacrifice, whether it was a bull, a sheep or a goat, or a turtle dove or pigeon, each sacrifice, each offering went and died. In other words... A man, a woman, a family that was taking their bull or taking their sheep or goat or taking their turtle dove or pigeon, they knew that they would be going home empty handed. That bull, that sheep, that goat, that turtle dove, that pigeon had a one way ticket to the altar of God. In other words, they knew that they were committing the best they had to God and they were not taking it off the altar. They were not taking it back to their seat. They were not taking it back to their home. They were not taking it back to their life. Brother and sister, God wants us to lay down our lives. God wants us to not just serve Him on Sunday and serve Him on Wednesday, but God wants us to commit our lives unto Him and unto His work and unto His purpose. If there's something that I have noticed that is lacking in the church, it is commitment. People treat uh, their Christian walk; they treat the. Their church membership. They treat their ministry uh, as if it is a buffet. They can pick and choose what they like. They treat it as if it is an option. Brother and sister, I want you to know the work that God has called you to do, the place and the church God has put you in to serve, it is most vital. It res- It should be. And it deserves as much commitment to the job you have in the secular world. It deserves a full commitment, not a half-hearted commitment, not a slighted hand. But it deserves a full commitment. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6 through 8, Paul says, "...for I am now ready to be offered." And the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love he is appearing Paul was not halfway in and halfway out Paul surrendered his life to the Lord I believe sometimes the biggest lie ever told in the church is the invitation hymn I surrender all. Brother and sister, when we surrender all, that means we have committed ourselves unto the Lord. We have committed ourselves unto the work of God, under the people of God, under the word of God, under the call of God. Brother and sister, one day we will stand and give an account at the judgment seat of Christ. And brother and sister, anything short of a full commitment to Jesus Christ will come up short on that day. The other day I heard a story. Uh, There was a man having breakfast with his son. They had some scrambled eggs with cheese. They had some grits with butter, salt, and pepper. They had uh, five strips of bacon. And the father was speaking to his son and he said, Son... You know, God wants a full commitment out of your life. He does not want you just to contribute to the church. He doesn't want you just to contribute to the work of the Lord. But God wants a full commitment. And he said, son, I want you to be a pig of a Christian. And his son said, dad, what do you mean to to be a pig of a Christian? He said, son, I want you to look at my breakfast plate. Uh, You've got the eggs and you've got the bacon. He said the chicken was involved with the breakfast, but the pig was ...committed to the breakfast. Brother and sister, let me ask you a very important question. Are you involved with Jesus or are you committed unto Jesus? Are you involved with your church or are you committed to your church? Are you involved with the Word of God or are you committed unto the Word of God? Are you involved in winning souls or are you committed unto winning souls? Are you involved in the prayer ministry or are you committed to the prayer ministry? Are you involved in tithes and offerings or are you committed to tithes and offerings?